think there's a certain amount of grit when you're coming from a different place. Oftentimes, if you're coming to the United States, a lot of times you're a, you know, a seeking political asylum or a, you know, a religious refugee or a fleeing war. So you're coming from a hard situation, but then you're coming to an open market and anything is possible. And when you have that drive already established, that you're willing to do anything and persevere through, you know, obstacles and hurdles, some of which, you know, in your previous country, you may have went through a lot harder things Then you know, that, that leads a, uh, a good kind of stepping stone to, to getting anything you want achieved in the United States or wherever you end up from your, uh, you know, where you were born or where you lived prior. Yeah. Things like you can't stop life. So like you mentioned, me and my wife had experiences, uh, experienced five miscarriage, miscarriages in the past three years. We're also foster parents. So we became foster parents June 2018. And the first kind of placement we had was two boys' brothers that we were told we were, we were going to be able to adopt. So we had them for a year and we thought that was gonna happen and they ended up going back to their mom. So that was kind of a shock. Hello everyone, this is Tracy and I am your host on the Visible at Work podcast. Subscribe to hear a weekly dose of actionable insights from me with my decade experience working with multicultural teams across Europe, the Middle East, Africa, and North America. You also hear down-to-earth interviews with culturally diverse people who have succeeded to remain visible at work, irrespective of adjusting to different countries, work cultures, and people. You don't want to miss this. This week, I have a great guest with me today. You know we're all about encouraging um, foreign professionals, immigrants, English as second language speakers, um, newcomers, you know, and even first generation immigrants. So today's guest is a first generation immigrant and he has a very unique story to, to tell on how his childhood and his background has also influenced his work. He also has his own podcast, Digital Savage Experience Podcast, and which was also in the top 100 of Apple um, podcasts last year in 2019. So it will be very interesting for us to hear Roman's story and he's going to tell us so much more both his work life and his personal life. Thank you so much, Roman, for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So, Roman, I didn't want to mess up your your last name, so let me try if I can get it. Prokopchuk. Did I get it? Yes, that's that's actually really good. Uh, most hey. people butcher it. I mean, in Ukrainian, it's Roman Prokopchuk. It's like a rolling R, but in English, yes, that's pretty much what it is. So, Roman, thank you so much for for you know for being on the show. And you, you know, when we started the conversation about you coming on, you were very open on how your life experience, how, you know, you just keep pushing on and your perseverance and everything. And I'm sure it really has a lot to do with your background. So could you really share with us your background as a first generation immigrant? Yep, sure. So I was born in Lviv, Ukraine. in 1984 so i lived there for five years and in 1990 came over to the united states ukraine was still under the soviet union so in terms of if you did have a uh, like relationship with god or had a religion you couldn't go to church freely or you would get you know things taken away in terms of privileges or you know loss of promotions or if you were in school and you you know you let's say you had a 4.0 gpa you would lose you know, different accreditations. 
So I came here with six other family members to the United States uh, with uh, my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my aunt, and my brother to a two-bedroom apartment. Wow. My grandparents were already retired in Ukraine, and then they had to come here and start working again. So everybody kind of pitched in and worked, and uh, we progressed. Uh, my dad started a construction company. My mom is a home care nurse currently. My my grandfather, unfortunately, passed away this past year. Oh. I was really close with him. But um, yeah, I came over. It was a little tough learning English at first, but... Um, I learned it at a young age, so I kind of lost the accent. And uh, ever since then, I've been in the United States. Wow, that's amazing. I have a friend that actually moved from Germany. Um, he was born in Germany, and then he moved back um, to Nigeria. And, you know, he, he couldn't even speak English until he was nine. So I know, like, how that must feel, like, going to school and then also trying to pick up the language. And then now, you just flow like a native speaker. Um, so would you say that your childhood also carved out an identity for you in terms of trying to make your own way, trying to work hard and then, you know, build from scratch? How would you say that has influenced you? I would say so. I mean, uh, coming from a situation uh, as a former Soviet bloc country that um, people were hardworking. I mean, all kinds of people work hard, but it just kind of a mindset. So if you see a lot of company founders in the United States and, you know, different unicorn companies, billion dollar companies popping up and, you know, some of the big ones like Google and other ones, they're founded by immigrants. So I think there's a certain amount of grit when you're coming from a different place. Oftentimes, if you're coming to the United States, a lot of times you're a, you know, a seeking political asylum or, a, you know, a religious refugee or fleeing war. So you're coming from a hard situation that then, you're coming to an open market and anything is possible. And when you have that drive already established that you're willing to do anything and persevere through, you know, obstacles and hurdles, some of which, you know, in your previous country, you may have went through a lot harder things Then you know, that, that leads a, uh, a good kind of stepping stone to, to getting anything you want achieved in the United States or wherever you end up from your, uh, you know, where you were born or where you lived prior. Yeah. Speaking, speaking about um, like a lot of tech founders and all, um, someone even pointed out the other day, I was having a conversation and the person said, um, looking at like the bank companies, so like, well, apart from Facebook, but like Uber and all of that, most of their CEOs are um, either first or second generation immigrants or like they have like multicultural, multicultural backgrounds. And, you know, that really plays a role in having that grit, like you said, um, to really persevere and just push forward. And, you know, speaking about even companies, you also have your own digital agency, the Nova Zora agency. So tell us about that. How did you start, you know, your own agency? Well, I started it in 2012, but I kind of got my start in digital marketing. Basically, I was a criminal justice major and I graduated uh, Rutgers University in 2007, 2008, when the economy basically tanked. Yeah. So nobody was hiring, especially in terms of government sector for, you know, government agencies, state, local, and federal agencies froze hiring. And uh, right prior, um, my last internship was at the Secret Service. I had a top secret clearance. So I was going to go in that route, but they stopped hiring. And then I looked at kind of the lifestyle that, you know, those agencies have. You have to move around a lot. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's hard on family life and stuff like that. So I was looking for a job for months and months and I got down and depressed. And the uh, only thing I really did to kind of stay sane was go to the gym, work out, 
focus on fitness and I met someone and they saw, you know, my drive and they gave me an opportunity. They said, come out to my car and they handed me a packet. It was about a search engine optimization. They said, learn this, uh, take a month or two, uh, look at other things online and you can do this for my company. So I did that and I basically did digital marketing for this one company for about two months and that's kind of how I got my start into digital marketing. And then I've worked on about 600 campaigns till now. I had three director roles on the agency side. And at that point, I felt I established myself and my knowledge base enough that I can kind of branch out and do my own thing. Wow, that's so amazing. So, so interesting to hear. And, you know, was that how the love for, you know, digital marketing and all the experiences that you have, how did that pan out into starting your podcast and wanting to share all things tech, family, motivation and stuff? Yeah, so the the podcast I wanted to start like five or six years ago, but it's one of those things in life where you kind of like, you know, maybe I'll do it next year, next year I'm busy. And I finally did it two years ago. At first it was me speaking about, you know, my knowledge base. And then last March, I switched over to an interview format where I interview, you know, former or current, you know, founders, people that sold companies, former athletes and everybody kind of in between about what motivates them, how they got to where they are now, kind of their journey, their obstacles, weaknesses they've turned into strengths, and then the advice they have for the audience. And since last March, I've interviewed about 100 people from different walks of life. Um, and it's been really rewarding, not only from that side, but you know, networking and getting to know the stories of people and how yeah. truly people are alike, and then some of the experiences that make them different. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, just like when we started talking and then I was really intrigued by your story and, you know, like for this podcast as well, I kept pushing it down the road. Like I was going to do it later. And then I started and we just started um, with less than six months and we already have like over almost um, 300 listens from over 10 countries. And it's amazing when you just put your heart to something and you want to give back and share and it just opens up so many other opportunities how would you say you've been able to carve a name for yourself in terms of um, digital marketing and you know having your own multicultural background how has that influenced the way you reach out to people um, i know you you know you moved to the u.s at a very young age but at the back of your mind what influence you know does your background play and your family how does that play in, in business for you yeah, one thing is like, I know other languages. So I know Ukrainian, I know Russian, I understand Polish, so kind of the Slavic languages. So when I meet someone, a lot of tech companies and people outsource a lot of stuff to Eastern Europe. So I kind of make that connection. And that's a good, uh, you know, skill to have in the back of my pocket, because I can communicate with uh, those people in their native language. Um, and in terms of that as well, like we already mentioned, coming from that uh, background, so you connect with somebody on that level as well. And I think uh, in terms of me, what, I, what I've been trying to do is kind of just give back, like, you know, share my story in general and add value and not necessarily ask for anything, you know, from that. So on LinkedIn, there's a lot of times where I'll throw a question if anyone needs any help on other social platforms as well. And people direct message me, hey, listen, this is what I'm dealing with in my company. And I'll give them, you know, a framework of what they should be doing free of charge. So kind of adding value, adding kind of a, I guess, to my legacy and not really asking for anything in return. And it's kind of, you know, the blessings have came after um, because I think if you're 
chasing money or kind of desperate for money, you're going to find kind of the wrong opportunities. True. And uh, anything, like you said, like the podcast, it takes time to build a, a listenership. It takes time to kind of promote it and build it up. And I think anything in, in personal and professional in terms of your life, you need to, you know, equate or add that, you know, time allotment to actually work on it. So basically just being there as a resource for people. Uh, I know what my experience is. I mean, at this point, 11 years in digital marketing, about 600 campaigns. So I've seen everything, you know, from, you know, good things, bad things, what people should be doing, what they should stay away from. And especially on LinkedIn, I try to, you know, jump in the conversation and, you know, add value or add as much value anywhere I can. People in my community, people across the world, um, and just share my story and, you know, the expert uh, levels that I have in terms of marketing, uh, me, me being as a foster parent, me coming to the United States, and anything else I can help people with. Yeah, that's amazing, you know, in terms of adding value and the social currency. So it's almost like, even though you're not expecting anything in return, you're just paying back, like paying forward, you know, into your own bank of social currency. And, you know, just giving back at the same time. And speaking of languages, so do you speak like all the three languages very fluently or you just have like a little bit of the languages that you speak? The Ukrainian I speak fluently. I can read and write um, wow. Russian, Russian as well, because, you know, everybody really knew Russian and the former kind of Soviet bloc countries yeah. that yeah. were under the Soviet Union and had yeah. to learn it. Um, it. They're all on the Cyrillic alphabet. So their alphabet's a little different. I understand Polish because all the kind of Slavic uh, languages or lang Very languages similar. in that area, yes, they kind of build on each other. Um, and uh, I, I still speak, you know, Ukrainian with my mom and my other family members. That's great. It's one of those things where I don't want to lose it. And hopefully <laughs> teach it to, you know, my kids someday as well. True, true. That's amazing, you know, just having that touch because it's so easy to just, you know, just, lose it when you, you know, when you move and, you know, I really, really appreciate you sharing that. So today's episode was brought to you by career visibility accelerator program. Have you ever felt that sinking feeling of being left out? Then listen, there's a problem you face being a highly skilled foreign professional. If you're an immigrant, a self-funded expert, a newcomer, or have English as your second language. You've prepared for everything else, location, food, weather, a great house, schools for your kids if you have one, but you haven't prepared for the business side of selling your skills in a new environment. You might get a job just to pay the bills. Of course, we all have bills to pay, so that's understandable. But then you get sucked into just surviving. How do you get unstuck from that? And even if you got a job, how do you influence decision makers at work, confidently speak up at meetings, deal with the cultural differences that could affect your productivity and performance? You plan for every other thing else, and all of that is hinged on the work that you do. So, you need to plan for how you manage your talent, sell your skills, build your connections, and recertify to learn a new skill set. There comes Career Visibility Accelerator Program. It is here to help cut short that long, lonely, difficult process as a leading six-week virtual training program to help you stand out at work.
If you're ready to take action, then join us and let's go all in. Visit www.visibleatwork.com. Sign up for the waitlist to learn about a proven framework to confidently share your transferable skills, articulate your value, and be the superstar you've always been. It's been tested, proven, and has helped skill the careers of many foreign professionals like you. Join the Career Visibility Accelerator program so you can make that shift from surviving to thriving. Visit www.visibleatwork.com and sign up for the waitlist today. You know, you mentioned some parts of your personal experiences in terms of um, being a foster parent and, you know, you and your wife going through um, certain miscarriages and all. How have you been able, you know, to hold up with all of that and everything going on work still? Yeah, I mean, it's difficult, but it's one of those things like you can't stop life. So like you mentioned, me and my wife had experiences, uh, experienced five miscarriage, miscarriages in the past three years. We're also foster parents. So we became foster parents June 2018. And the first kind of placement we had was two boys, brothers, that we were told we were, we were going to be able to adopt. So we had them for a year and we thought that was going to happen. And they ended up going back to their mom. So that was kind wow. of a shock. And then, like I mentioned last year, I also lost my uh, grandfather. My dog got cancer. My wife's mom has a heart condition now. So it's just like one of those things. Things will always keep happening in life. But I think uh, dealing with one thing and age also comes into play. So I'm 35. So if I was 20 or 25, I would be dealing with it a lot differently, in my opinion, um, in terms of how my mind and my kind of uh, beliefs are shaped and my worldview And I think each tough experience in business or personal life kind of prepares you for the next one. So even though it's difficult and, you know, traumatizing, the last bad experience helps you cope with the next one. Yeah, I think so. Like I always tell people like, is either you're coming out of one, I don't mean to, you know, be a Debbie Downer, but is either you're coming out of one bad experience or you're just getting into another one. And, you know, like you mentioned, the mindset thing, once you have that, your mind wrapped around, it's not going to be forever. And um, it's just a matter of time that things will clear up. I also went through a miscarriage uh, last year while I was still doing my master's and I was on scholarship and then I had to move house and then move country. So, like, I know how that feels and I could really resonate with your story. And that's like, when you shared your story, I was like, hey, you need to come on the show. Mainly, you know, your background and how that influenced your business and work and also family life. And so thank you so much for sharing. So what are your plans for the future um, for the digital agency, you know, your life, family and stuff? What are your plans? Uh, this year, I applied to, uh, on a, to go on a TED Talk. So hopefully I can have an opportunity to do that, which would be cool sharing. Uh, mainly because I want to be more of an advocate for uh, the foster care system in the United okay. States because it's really broken. So a lot of the in- interviews that I do do, I speak about kind of some of the things that can be changed to help the kids within the system. And then tie it, obviously, if I can, to, to marketing and you know dealing with stresses as a professional. And uh, my podcast, I think the, uh, December 31st reached uh, 63 Um on Apple Podcasts, it's last or this week it was seven in Canada, eleven in the UK. So kind of maintain that, grow the presence for the podcast, and hopefully, you know, I have it as a platform for people to share stories because it's a great medium. Uh, you know, you can reach anyone in the world that's listening, 
And, uh, you know, 20 years ago, that was an, uh, an, uh, an issue. Yeah. Um, you had people that are gatekeepers that, you know, if you couldn't influence somebody, they didn't give you the opportunity, but now you can share your voice throughout. Yeah. So, and continue sharing and continue doing as many speaking appearances as I can. And just like I said, add value. Last year, I did a few things talking at university. So hopefully continue that. And kind of just, I mean, grow through experiences and network, like going on other podcasts and having people on mine, networking, growing my network and seeing what I can do kind of uh, in the global community. Yeah, that's great. That's amazing. Thank you. So any word of advice for anyone who has moved maybe to the U.S. or any country and, you know, for work? And, you know, earlier when we were discussing, you know, you had mentioned how sometimes maybe some people moved because of had situations but there are also people that moved maybe they wanted to share their skill like you mentioned that you know working with some businesses and they have tech startups and also outsource some of their work to other parts of europe and stuff but there are also people moving to you know different parts of the world so what would you tell them how they can position themselves um, you know for work to be able to stand out what would be your well, I think just be grounded. And I guess that's the situation you're coming from. Because like, if, if you're coming from a, a tech perspective, just understanding the type of opportunities, the people that you may deal with, if it's in uh, the environment you're comfortable in. So do you want to work remotely? Do you want to um, work at a startup or a Fortune 100? Because that environment is totally different. You know what I mean? The pace uh, people that you're reporting to, what your role is actually defined as. So understanding what you hope to get out of the role, if you already have a role, um, and even if you're coming in just without a you know job, but hopefully find one in tech or other, something other in a professional kind of environment, understanding what that role is going to be and then what you want to make of it. So as soon as you get hired, figuring out you know if you want to advance, if you want to get your experience and go elsewhere, having a plan and understanding where you want to get, you know, in a year with that company, five years, whatever, 10 years, and having some kind of roadmap to whatever your goal is for that specific endeavor. Mm, that's, that's a very, very important point, you know, just understanding, you know, the role that you want to get and what you want to get out of it. So it's not just about moving or working with a diverse team, but really knowing what you really want to get out of that role. That's very important. So guys, you know, you heard it from Roman today, um, just go out there and persevere and you never know opportunities that will come to you. So you guys remember communication is a superpower to remain visible at work. I'll see you next week.